Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Elizabeth Chance podcast, formerly known as Busy Living Sober. And we are on episode 333. And do you know the meaning of 333 by your angels is that what? Oh, I know the meaning. What's the meaning? It means angels. No, that's not what I mean. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> Don't you love husbands? They have no idea what they're talking about. Most of the time. <laughs> 333 is a sign from your angels that you are on the right course and that you are growing and that you are um to be to to not paraphrase. It says your guardian angels that you are moving in the right direction or to make changes in your life for the better. Mm. Angels 333, there is a message coming from God and the angels to you or to someone who needs guidance, strength, and courage and protection so exciting it's episode 333 and i have to thank soberlink that's our sponsor thank you soberlink for sponsoring elizabeth chance and busy living sober imagine that you just got sober you're working your program checking in with your recovery coach maintaining employment and well thriving now imagine none of your closest friends or family believe you. Stink. Wouldn't it stink? Mm -hmm. So much trust is lost during active addiction, and it can be hard to convince loved ones that things are different, mm. that you're different. Mm -hmm. Soberlink can help. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system is designed to help you sustain a sober lifestyle while rebuilding trust with loved ones. It's small enough to fit into your purse or your back pocket and discreet enough to use in public. Soberlink devices can combine facial recognition, tamper detection, and real-time results so friends and family know instantly that you're sober and you're working towards your recovery goals. Mm. As a certified recovery specialist myself, I can I really can't think of a better tool to maintain accountability, strengthen your community and prove sobriety to loved ones. So, make 2023 a memorable one. Visit bls to sign up and receive $50 off your device. So exciting. Thank nice. you again, Soberlink. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So it's 333. Good things are going to happen. Isn't this great? It's 2023. I just said, um, we it's always, it's a lot of threes, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to say, I got up today at 430 in the morning again. If you watch my pod, I do these live. I don't really do live. I do these reels every morning when I'm on my walk. And um, today I said, I can't believe it's January 31st. And I broke up. With, I woke up January 1st with all these dreams and aspirations of changing everything in my life. Right. I was going to, um, oh, I was going to change all these things. And I, and I prayed for things to change. And I woke up today and the only thing that came true that I want the Eagles won and they're playing in the Super Bowl. Well, what about Kansas City? Well, we like Kansas City too. I think, I, you, like. I think you prayed for them as well. I did. I did. Mm. And I have to say Mahomes was unbelievable. And um, talk about somebody who's got tenacity and who has drive and ambition and doesn't give up. I mean, he was so hurt and he kept going. Yes, he did. It was amazing. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. It shows the drive and tenacity we all have to take. And especially if we love something. And, um, especially if you really want to accomplish something. Right. And I, um, I feel like accomplishing things and setting goals for ourselves can be hard. At least it is for me. And I, unfortunately, I don't like take the whole year, which 
champ tends to do. I mean, he's much better at the long at the long game than I am. I am like short game, want results. Oh my gosh, why didn't it happen faster? And yes, <laughs> you you are definitely more long game. Or, or I'll, I'll usually give stuff at least a week anyway. Do I? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> That's not being truthful. You are, you tend to like to have things happen very quickly. And then you tend to get a little discouraged when they don't happen like immediately. And it's hard and especially hard with relationships. Yeah. With other human beings. Well, that would be the most of the relationships, much easier with the dog than with the people. Although the one dog is kind of tough to get along with, I have to be honest. (laughs) Our golden doodle is 13 years old and she is, oh my gosh, she's like a human. If you don't give her what she wants, she literally will nudge you and nudge you and nudge you. It's kind of like me. Yep. She'll just pester you and pester you until you finally say, okay. Right. And it's like, why do we, it's, it's too much. It's just too much. And, um, it's hard when I don't get my things instantaneously. I mean, I can say that I've been on a plane before and people are like, oh my God, we're so late. What are we going to do? And they're like yelling at the steward and all these people. And I always look at them in a way that's like, oh my God, we're flying in this silver thing across the United States and we're going to be in California. Or if you're going the other way um, to Europe and you're going to be there in six hours. And before you'd have to go by boat or by, we or by wagon train, which we're watching on that 18, what is it called? 1883 1883 yeah they make it about two miles a day yeah it's like okay and so I with that I get it that I'm like okay if they're running late I get it but when it's like I want somebody to react and I watch this thing and this is a touchy subject I'm going to talk about but it is um relationships with family members and it's a very taboo subject and I can't even believe I'm going there and I will just preface this that JF was like, I don't know if we're going to talk about this topic. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. He doesn't want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it anyway. I hope that you will chime in. Well, we'll see. Luckily for me, I have you. I don't need to talk that much, which is why we're such a good couple. <laughs> Somebody has to be the alpha dog in front. And that's always been. Um, well, I met a guy a couple of weeks ago who introduced himself as so-and-so's husband. And uh, I was like, I can relate. That's not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice that you're okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you weren't, it wouldn't work. No, 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 it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's where relationships are. And then I want to talk about, so family relationships and relationships when you're getting sober. I think it's really interesting um, when you put down the drink and you're like, oh my gosh, for one, I wanted a parade. I wanted a tiara. I wanted a red carpet everywhere I went. I'm like, look, I'm being a good girl. Yeah, Oh my gosh, pay attention to me. I'm being a good girl. Like, do you know what I'm giving up? Do you understand that? Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I'm doing? I mean, I'm like a guy that lost his legs in the war. I could get a free (laughs) house from those people on TV, (laughs) you know? it's terrible but you do feel like that when you're giving it up because you're like i'm giving this up and um and it's unfortunately mm, the people in the family don't tend to give you a parade no generally not (laughs) they don't even give you a tiara if you're you're lucky they'll let you back in the house and they sometimes (laughs) don't do that and 
relationships change so dramatically when you remove that one liquid. It's like so crazy to me. Like it's a liquid in a bottle that changes you. It's a spirit Mm -hmm. and it changes the whole dynamic of the family. And you're like, I'm removing it. And then people feel weird and they feel offended. They're like, wait a minute, you're not going to be drinking. Wait, what's that all about? And you're like, well, um, I've decided that, uh, I am, I'm, I'm going to break up with this. Now, obviously we chose both of us. I mean, JF was had a little bit different of a story, but I chose to like put it down because it was just not working my life anymore. You were kind of asked by the police to stop, right? Or, or, or authorities above the police. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, it wasn't my idea to stop, but it was suggested it might be a good idea. And, you know, for whatever reason I tried it out and, and I, it stuck. And I came around to agree with those people. It was a good idea. Yeah. But I know exactly what you're saying because I, I can really relate to, uh, you know, that family dynamic of the people I grew up with. Um, and, you know, over time, when I got sober, I was 36. So there was, you know, everybody was a grown up. And uh, and over time, and I've been a lot of them, been, been 36 years for me. I'm the oldest, a couple of years less for my siblings. Um you know, we all had uh, the parts that we played in the ongoing, uh, you know, family dynamic. And, um, you know, when one person stops playing their part, um, it screws up the play. Basically, it does, you know, uh, and it takes some time to uh, to get it going again in, in a different fashion. And it's really um The emotions that come out are, I don't know if it's, people are fearful. I know when I had um, people in my family that got sober before I did, and um, I was like, I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, they're so weird. They're so different. Oh my gosh, they carry around that blue book and all they do is smoke cigarettes, whatever. I mean, they were way younger and um, and I was way younger because I got sober at 37 mm-hmm. and I'm the oldest as well. So, um, but when I finally did, I was like, oh my gosh, for one, I can't believe I did that to my siblings when they were trying, when they were trying so many years before. It was not very cool of me. Well, you probably had, my, my guess is that a lot of that reaction is like, you know, I, I think that people try, they almost take it as an attack on themselves. Like, oh my God, like, are you going to try to make me stop? You know? Well, it's the change, right? It's yeah. the change. It's nobody likes change, right? Mm-hmm. Including us. Yeah. And then you go and you put a family dynamic there and you're like, wait a minute, they're changing. Oh my gosh. What are they changing for? You know? And it's like, I, people don't, it feels foreign because we don't know about it. I'm going to give an example for me that works for me. I went to a church that I've been going to the same sort of church for it's just, I'm going to just round it up, even though it hasn't been 30 years, but I was raised Roman Catholic and then I took my kids to the Episcopal Church. Mm-hmm. So I've been going there for like 30 years, right? And I tried out this other church that was um, more non-denominational. And it was a little different than what I'm used to. It had a rock band and all this stuff. And um, I thought it was cool, but it was so different from what I'm used to that I was like, hmm, I don't know if I feel comfortable like this. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Well, and that's comfort. That's a good word because that's what it really comes down to, you know? Like I said, when when you're in the family dynamic play and somebody stops and nobody's comfortable because 
it's not the same thing anymore. Right. It totally changes and people get offended and people get upset and people are, you know, um, people are just really, um, it just causes, what would you say it causes? I think it causes, um, you know, I don't know what, what your family was like, but among certain family members, it causes, uh, it definitely causes fear and anxiety because, you know, they're like, what if, you know, what if they, what if it's, what if I'm next? What if I'm the next one, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, in my family, there was, I wasn't the only one that was a hard drinker and, uh, you know, and that's, that can scare people. And I know for myself, um, I had, you know, while I was still drinking, I had some, some people that I knew that stopped drinking that, you know, went to AA or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, just kind of like you are with your, with your, uh, siblings. I was like, Oh my God, like, I don't, I don't want to get anywhere near these people, you know, um, it's contagious. It's just like, I mean, you've said it many times. It's like the grim reaper shows up to the party. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was a party guy, you know. I wanted the party to go on. That's what I knew. And I was I was definitely felt threatened by somebody that I thought like didn't want to party anymore. And I remember there was one guy, I, we I had this wild group of guys that I hung out with when I was young and in New York City. And and we were wild and the, the guy who was the absolute wildest, this is a true story. He was someplace and these girls videotaped them one night with a big, this is the old days, big video camera. And he had no idea, but he got up the next morning and they had it on the VCR and he watched himself and he was so appalled that he has never had a drink since, you know, wow. he never, never, he never went to a program and everything. He just was like, I'm never doing that again. And he went at it hard, like night after night, after night, like we all did. And all of us were like, Oh my God, like, you know, Billy stopped drinking. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was really, it was tough. It was tough. It really messed up the dynamic of our entire group. But I think that's interesting. I wonder if these cell phones, I'm going to pull it up with the camera on the back, more people are aware of what they're doing and they're more aware of seeing pictures of themselves. And they're like, Oh my God, I look like that. Because I will tell you, I am that vein. I know that I am that vein. I am that vein that I would have seen myself and I would have been like, I think most people would probably react the same way if they saw themselves. I mean, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure I would have, yeah. I have, you know, there's old still photos of me that people have taken and uh, I'm not happy about them at all. And I wish they would get rid of them. You know, I hate it. I've never seen I hate any it. of them. Well, hey, does any of those friends out there listening? I'd love to see them. <laughs> never seen one of them. I just, you know, I always just, I hate it if I'm someplace and somebody brings out one of those pictures. And it's been a long well, time. I was going to say, it's never happened in the 10 years we've been together. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah, because who walks around with photographs any longer? <laughs> you know, thank God they're just photographs. Um, but it's just, you know, it's. But it's the whole dynamic that changes. It's the whole dynamic. Sure. And we all have these heads that think all these thoughts. And as I mentioned, I still have thoughts or obviously I wouldn't be waking up at 430 in the morning. Um, but these thoughts that go on and on and on and on and on at nausea. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. And I just, you know, you quit drinking and you're like, everybody's looking at me. All hands on all eyes are on me now and they're watching me. And it's interesting because I don't think it's such a big deal. It's not like 
it, to it's, me, it isn't. And obviously I'm sitting here 17 years, you're 25 years out. You know, it's been, it's not that weird. It's just not that weird. It's but, like, it's like being able as a grown woman and I'm, you know, 54 years old. So when I get up in the morning, I want to have energy. I don't want to have a headache. I can't even imagine. I don't even, I think back to when my kids were little and my kids, you know, when they were very little and I was, uh, and I'd be like, oh my God, go play in the traffic. I can't <laughs> freaking take it. My head's hurting so much. And um, realizing that there was an alternative because I didn't think there was. I thought that you like, you were a big drinker, you're going to die a big drinker. It wasn't like you were going to be, become, go from a big drinker to a teetotaler. I was mm -hmm. like, I don't think it goes like that. I no. don't think it goes from having this craving and this phenomenon of this allergy, because that's what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, when I did get sober and I went into a 12-step meeting and they there was a description of what it was that I had. And it was like, oh my God, for so long, I was like, morally, I'm a bad person. I'm a horrible person. I'm not what, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. it's terrible. And, but now I look back and I'm so grateful that I read that description because this is who I am. I think differently. My brain's wired differently, just like everybody else's are. And I think that something that is really important for me, at least, is realizing that we're not robots, right? We're not androids. We are not telephones. We are not Sims. We are not things that people make with the computer. We're humans. We have a heart. We have a brain. We have emotions. Mm -hmm. We have... Um, we, and we, and even in a family, you know, I know in my family that I grew up in, I would ask one of my siblings a question and their idea of what had happened was completely different than the way I envisioned it. I have the same problem with my wife. You know, <laughs> we all, we all, you know, everybody sees things with their own perspective. You know, and that early, that perspective of early sobriety of like, you know, the way you were describing it, it's just part of it. Because, and I, when I think about it, I think about what, but why wouldn't it be when all I've known is the way I've been living for the last five, 10, 15, 20 years, however it was. And now I'm not living like that anymore. And it does, it happens like that. You know, I mean, I look at my own story and I went from being a guy who went out five nights a week to, I just stopped one what? night, one night was my last night. And it wasn't like a gradual slowdown or anything. It was just, I stopped. And that was that. Well, and what happens with the family is this silent treatment. And um, we don't talk to each other anymore, right? So I know that it's been generational in my family where one generation, my grandparents' generation, I know my grandmother didn't talk to her siblings. And then my um, my mom didn't really talk to her siblings and then I don't talk to my siblings. And now I have a child that I don't talk to. And it is this silent treatment. And so badly, I want us to talk. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm like, is it because, oh, because I, it, it, it's just easier just to not talk to people? just to cut them off and say, I'm not talking to you anymore, but so it's this, I'm not, I'm not a phenomenon. I, I I know that now, but for so long, I thought I was, I was like, I'm a phenomenon. I'm the only person who doesn't And oh my God, I'm the new one. But um, it's, it hurts so much. And 
you know, I so desperately want this person to talk to me and I'll do anything, anything. And shy of really crossing their boundaries, I haven't showed up at this person's doorstep, even though I've wanted to, Mm -hmm. but I haven't because um, this, the one thing that really is, I think, interesting in the whole family dynamic is when I was just talking about having a different perspective than somebody else and somebody has to be good and somebody has to be wrong bad somebody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong instead of being like oh well that's how you saw it i get it that doesn't mean that they're wrong no and it doesn't mean that i'm wrong that i saw it this way doesn't mean that you're right either right right exactly but having that wherewithal to have a to talk about it in a way that's like i get it you heard it this way this is not what i said but this is how we're now dealing with it is nobody talks to each other Mm -hmm. and this cell phone thing has made life like even harder because I think that we say things on a cell phone in a text message that we might not have said what can be perceived as something that you're because a word is so when you communicate with another human being, a word means something like if you're to say, um, can you bring, Oh, I know I got a good one. Um, I forgot the milk at the grocery store and your response might be, Oh my God, you did. Now your response to that. Oh my God, you did would think um, it, depending on what frame of mind you are, what is your thought? If I say, Oh my God, you did. No. If I said that to you, then my, I would, I would think like, Oh, she's really mad at me because I forgot. Right. the milk. Now, instead of, but I have no oh idea. My, right. I have no idea. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. And instead of it could be, oh my God, that's crazy. He forgot the milk. Yeah, could be. Now I'm going to have to go to the Wawa. Well, I agree with you that I, I don't think that, that if your point is texting is no way to communicate. I agree with you hundred percent because you can't get any emotion through in texting. You think you do. I listen to people who are speaking as they're texting their message and they are, they're saying all this emotion, but they're just writing down <laughs> words that have no emotion. Right. Right. So. You know, maybe the way to go is the way you do it now where you talk into it. And I just, you can hear my voice, mm-hmm. but it has caused so much, you know, that silent treatment, which is just, oh my God, the silence is so deafening, right? Mm-hmm. The silence is so deafening. And having this in your life when you're like, oh my God, I've worked so hard. I'm sober. I've done all these things and you just don't want to talk to me. It makes me want to cry. It's really hard when there's a schism, isn't it? Oh my God, I can't stand it. And it happens in every family. And it, you know, I love Mel Robbins. Um, I really do. I think she's got great, um, great insight. She's, um, I always say she's my age. She's sober. She's got three kids. She is married to her original husband, which I am not, but, um, but in other ways, and she's from Missouri, she's from Kansas City and I'm from St. Louis, but, um, you know, and she said something about silence is a way of communicating. And it's so hard because how do we get past that? How do we get to the other person? So you're like, come on, just give me like, just sit down with me in a public place across from each other. And let's like put down all of our preconceived notions and what we think. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I know I you think, don't want to talk about this. No, but I think that, um, you know, I got to be accepting the fact that it doesn't matter what I want the other person to do. Like I'm just wasting my time 
if I'm focused on what I want the other person to do, because it doesn't work that way. You know, that's not how life works. The only person that can do something is me. And so it's like, so what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do? Because I'm the only person that can do anything in the situation. And if the other person's never going to respond, I, I have to live with that. You know, yeah. I can't make them, I can't make them, I can't make them do anything. I can't make anybody do anything ultimately. And it's, it's difficult. It's really hard. You know, it's really hard. And, and, uh, you know, there's, um, it's, it just takes a level of acceptance and it doesn't mean that you can't, um, that you don't stop thinking about that person every oh single God, day, every day, every it doesn't day, mean that you day. don't stop like numerous times a day, you know, loving that person. If that's how you feel or yeah. whatever it is, you know, you don't, you don't stop any of that. And, and you, and you, you know, and you always want to have like every door open that can be open. Right. And yeah. I think that that loving and that not carrying around the hatred is huge. Right. Yeah. Well, you can't. And not being angry. Like, I'm not angry. I'm just hurt. And so there's a difference. But anger comes out. Anger is fear. And my, I, I think, yes. like, at the bottom of anger, if you were to take, like, oh, open 100%. a big hole and go all the way down, and all these emotions would come up as you open the thing. And at the very bottom of the hole, you would find fear. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. And I have, that's why I'm like, I'm up in the middle of the night because I fear that I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to keep what I have that I already have. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, um, it's not going to look like the way I want it to look like in my pretty picture. And um, that is just, oh my gosh, it can keep your mind, at least my mind racing and racing and racing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's huge. And especially because now when you put down that drink, which, you know, at least for me was like it, you know, I didn't just go to sleep. I passed out. So I would pass out mm -hmm. and then none of it really mattered. Right. Because I was passed out. No. So I just went to sleep. So I didn't wake up in the morning. I would wake up the next morning going, Oh my God, what did I do? Where's my car? Does it have the windows on it? Okay, good. I mean, the mirrors on it, not the windows. Um, well, the thing about drinking or I'm sure with any, any drugs, like any substance that's mind altering, is that if you have, and you've said it so many times in so many different ways, if you have unpleasant emotions or emotions that you don't, you know, can't or won't or don't want to deal with, you can take, you can make those emotions go away. You know, you can blot them out. That's what you do. You can just blot them out. And once you take all the substance out, <clears throat> there's no way to blot them out. No. You have to find other well, ways. Well, I can to do tell it. you the other way is like here. This is like two months, and look at this huge binder, all the way filled, all the way filled with my thoughts. I have to tell you that waking up, I do not stay in bed at four thirty in the morning anymore. Because like today, I was like, "Hello, are you going to start talking to me?" And he, he pretended like he was asleep, even though he says he's been up since then, which is a big fat lie. But because I heard him <laughs> snoring, but um, I was up at four thirty, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to get out of bed." I'm going to go out here and I just started writing. And I have to tell you that I put down gratitude stuff that I was grateful for mm -hmm. and it changed everything. It totally changed my perspective because I was like, Oh my gosh, guess what? I don't have to be so upset about this stuff. That's like, I have no power over like today's going to be a good day. It was sunny out. Luckily I live in Florida yeah. and it, I went for a walk with my dogs and that was really nice. And I got out and, you know, it's just, um, 
it changed my th- thinking. It's like move a muscle, change a thought, move a muscle, change a thought, move a muscle, change. So my muscle that I moved this morning was my hand muscle in writing. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, and that really changed everything. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm mm-hmm. glad you said yes. Cause we have a listener who's like, I love the chemistry you and your husband have. And I'm like, all right, you want to come on, <laughs> come on on. But I will tell you, I have somebody coming from the other, like, far, far away from, um, I'm so excited next week. I have, um, I listened to insight timer and one of my favorite meditating teachers is coming on next week and she's from Melbourne and her name is, um, if you want to listen to her Melbourne up by uh, Cape Kennedy, no Melbourne, Australia, You're kidding me. Wow. No, she's coming that? from Melbourne, Australia, and she's obviously coming on zoom. I'm not going to Melbourne, but I am going to do one in Amsterdam, which I am going to go there, there for. But so anyway, Anne-Marie Raleigh is her name and it's R-O-W-L-E-Y and it's Anne-Marie, A-N-N-E-M-A-R-E-E. Check her out on Inside Timer. She's Will fabulous, do. fabulous, fabulous. Anne-Marie Raleigh, got it. Yeah, check out Anne-Marie Raleigh. And um, I do want to, I do want to thank Jen. So Jen wrote to me last week and I was really praying, oh my gosh, my phone died. Um, so it's not, it's it died. I was so excited to share this with you, but anyway, um, I'm going to actually read it from my email right here. Cause I'm just plugged in. And, um, if you guys don't mind just seeing me for one second, I'm just going to show you or tell you this, um, this, uh, um, what this, um, um, and Jen said, Jen was like, um, now she's talking about the podcast 328. So we're curious. And she said she loved the podcast, but she's an oncology, oncology DNP. And she wanted to clarify that not all women or people who get breast cancer are big drinkers, not even the majority. While alcohol use absolutely does increase breast cancer risk, there are many people with breast cancer who are non-drinkers or very light drinkers. The Edelal... Ed- Etology of cancers, including breast cancers, are complex and may include genetic, hormonal, and environmental cancers as well as bad luck. I wanted to just say, Jen, thank you so much for clarifying that because obviously I don't know everything by any stretch of imagination. And majority of this, let's just say, is my opinion, unless I have a guest on. It's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I would never want to offend anybody. So if I did, I so apologize. And thank you again for bringing that to my attention. I really appreciate it. That was nice. Thank you. Thanks, so, Jen. Thanks again for coming on. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. And catch me on Instagram. I'm doing a reel every day just to, um, I don't know, bring awareness and bring everybody back together and realize that, you know, life isn't that tough right now. It's mm-hmm. much as we can make it that tough because I can definitely make it tough. Hence, it's I'm only getting as tough up. as you make it, right? Exactly. And I've been getting up lots of days at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> so um, thanks again for 333. Hope everybody has great luck with this. And uh, until next week, take care. And I'll talk to you next week. And oh, wait, you can reach me at Elizabeth at ElizabethChance.com. And that's with a Z, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at ElizabethChance.com. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Bye.